When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. There's nothing but Netflix in my heart. That's right. We are back here. Nothing but Netflix to talk about the number one movie on Netflix for two weeks in a row. It's senior year. And here with a man who we will, I'm sure, find out if he remembers his senior year. It is the great Chappelle. Rob, do you know what I look forward to every week? What's that? The nothing but Netflix theme song. Oh my God. Like, Love can it. we just give a shout out? It's so good. Will from is that Will from America? Yes. Wow. He like really put his foot in that. Like it would be a shame. Like I just, I just could not even imagine starting off the week without the nothing but Netflix theme song. Right. I just I'm, said I'm it good, to you. Though. You could make it uh, my ringtone. I, I think I will. You don't mm-hmm. call enough though. You don't, don't call, call enough. enough. I don't call yeah, enough. Yeah. You don't call enough. We'll figure something we'll out. We'll put it on YouTube. We'll put it on YouTube. We could listen to it anytime you want. Yeah, I mean, I put it on a playlist. I think I, I'm telling you, I listen to all the RHAP podcasts. I know mm-hmm. all the themes. So this is a top tier one. Okay. All right. Well, good. Uh, Will from America strikes again. And here we are ready to talk about senior year over on uh, Netflix and starring Rebel Wilson. Uh, just in case you don't know what this is about. Rebel Wilson is vying to be the prom queen at her high school in uh, 2002, but due to a cheerleading accident, falls into a coma, wakes up 20 years later. She's 37, uh, but still with the mind of a 12th grader heading into uh, prom season and wants to still be that homecoming queen. 
Yeah, the word accident is really used loosely there. I'm pretty sure that she was assaulted. Yeah, it it looks like like she accidentally was assaulted by a fellow cheerleader. But yes, Mm -hmm. that is the plot of the movie. We have to explore what it looks like when a 37-year-old woman with the mind of a 18-year-old, 17-year-old goes back to school. Yep. Now, Chappelle, last time out on the Nothing But Netflix, you and I talked with the great Mike Bloom. It was Mike Bloom week here on RHAP as he also joined me for a marathon feedback show. Uh, We talked about the six-episode series, The Pentaveret. Yeah, and I was so jealous listening to you and Mike talk about uh, Survivor together for four hours. I was mm-hmm. like, man, like if only we could have talked about this instead of the Pentaveret. I would have loved that. Uh, <laughs> but but I've been getting so much good feedback about the Pentaveret. Most of it is, hey, thank y'all for doing the podcast. Now I know I shouldn't watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did show Nicole the uh, scene in the Pentaveret that got so much of the buzz from last week's episode. And she didn't. I just don't think she be- believed me. No, I she mean, like, is that she saw it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. reverse Diggler. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were saying? The reverse Diggler. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, it happened. That's mm-hmm. his. Li- that's 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 his life. I I would like to leave that and the Pentaveret mm-hmm. in a box. Like, just leave it in the past. You yeah. know, we've moved on. Let's focus on the future. Yes. And I, what I, our dream lives could be if we didn't watch that movie. What our dream lives could be. Yeah. And I, as I was watching Shrek for the Rob McKeevenita podcast, Rob McKeevenita gets Shreked with Shut Up Tim. I was watching Shrek and I was watching it on Amazon Prime and I moved the mouse cursor and it came up like the people in the movie, Cameron Diaz and Mike Myers. And um, my son said to me, Dad, Mike Myers is in this? I said, yeah, what 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 is, what is you you know who that is? He's like, yeah. Didn't you just watch a movie that had Mike Myers in it? So I don't even know how he knew. It. Like he wasn't watching the Pentaveret. You think he listens to the podcast behind <laughs> <No>. your back? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is he yeah, subscribed to just nothing but Netflix or RJP proper? I mean, it would be a smart move to 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 subscribe to the entire RJP because you never know. Uh, but no, that's 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 pretty cool. I like the idea that your son is listening to our podcasting, mm-hmm. um, even if it is about the Pentaveret. Like, I mean, at least he won't go watch it. You yeah. know, that's that's more more importantly, if you listen to that podcast and thought I should go watch this. I, I think yeah. you should seek help. It's yeah. much safer to have your kids listen to the podcast about the Pentaveret than to actually have them watch the Pentaveret. Probably both. Both probably aren't great. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't advise either. But if you had to pick one, yeah, that's probably the goal. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't see how you could watch Shrek now, though. Like I could not unsee what I saw. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good point. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Shrek. Jeez, you know, like love yourself. Also, Fiona. God bless you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh, very yeah. true. All right. So uh, let's talk about uh, senior year and uh, just uh, big picture because I, I thought this was pretty fun. I, I did enjoy this movie. It was fine. Yeah. It's just, it's just too long, Rob. I, I hear you. I hear you. Long. Yeah. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, the movie, the first 15 minutes of the movie, and I'm not even exaggerating, 15 whole minutes are like, let me show you how we got here. Like mm-hmm. it was just the setup for the actual movie. Fifteen whole minutes. You yeah. could have just yada yada and said, "Hey, I'm popular. I'm a cheerleader, and people don't want me to be popular anymore." So I got hurt. No, we had to basically go through freshman through senior year in fifteen minutes. And I was like, 
I didn't need all of that. Right. Hey, all of it. You know, there's a couple dance routines in here that could have been shortened. You know what? Uh, like maybe like four dance routines that could have been shortened. So that's so, for me, just to nitpick a little too long. Can I give you just like uh, my uh, crackpot theory with uh, this movie where that I kind of feel like that was, was this an algorithm hit where Netflix like looks at like what they have and it's like, oh, what's our biggest, one of our biggest shows. Okay. Cheer. All right. This movie needs more cheering. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it looks like it because mm-hmm. for a minute it did feel very bring it on, you know, mm-hmm. um, very cheer where it's like, yeah, let's show you the entire routine, whether it's the cheerleader routine, whether it's a dream sequence dance routine to Crazy by Britney Spears, you know, like it just those things could have just been a pinch shorter and it would have made the movie, you know, a little bit, you know, tighter, you know, and that's all I'm saying. Like there was a lot of filler in the movie. Um, and so. We could. I just feel like if you gave me the editing tools, I could have got it down to a, like a quick hour fifteen. I you hear know? you. I hear you. I, I thought that the last uh, thirty minutes, I thought was like the mo. Like I felt like that at the point, like she, you know, she becomes the prom queen. I'm like, oh my god, how's there still so much time left? Yeah, that's what I said. It was so long. I was like, man, we already at prom, and there's still forty five minutes left in this movie. <laughs> um, you know, it gave me the Batman vibes, you know, because I, I famously I, and you can ask Sam, I legit ca- like called Sam in the middle of the movie. Like, God damn, it's been six years. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> how when am I getting out of here? I snuck out of work to go watch this. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I just think it could have been a little shorter. That's all. That's yeah. my only complaint. Other than that, perfectly fine movie. Yeah, I did. I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I really uh, did enjoy uh, just like the, the whole uh, vibe of the movie. And I have to say that um yeah this was this was very fun I thought. Yeah, it's cool. Um a lot of Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Um and she does a, I think she does a pretty good job. Like it is a comedic role, but her her character has layers, very surprising layers that you don't see coming. You know, like this is very much a movie about popularity and prom queens and things that people would uh assume would be very shallow topics. Um but you know, here they managed to add some, you know, some flair to it that made it a little bit more sentimental where people, you know, regardless of your background or if you've ever cared about being a prom king or queen, you could still relate to the things that rebel Wilson's character are going through in this film. You know what I thought was pretty wild is that this movie is rated R. (sighs) There's a lot of F bombs. Yeah. A lot. There's, there's some F bombs in there. There's a lot of innuendo. Like it's like a a soft R, you know, very, very lowercase R. Lowercase R, but it's 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 tapping on the door. Pentaver like, so should have been triple X if this was R. Yeah, the Pentaver was some some very very disturbing. I'm not old enough to have seen the Pentaver. Nor will you ever be. I just don't think there's a time in life where it's appropriate. But you know, this they gave you the warning. They said there's going to be some language here. It's going to yeah. be suggestive language, um, and so I can see a, I can see a R rating. But again, soft R. It's just kind of crude. If, if that, if anything, very crude. Maybe like an American Pie type film. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a uh, Rebel Wilson guy? No. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with Rebel Wilson in it. Like, well, I'm pretty I was sure gonna say the same thing. In. But yeah. uh, I see. I was like, oh, Rob, you idiot! You forgot. You you've seen her last movie also, uh, 2019's Cats. <laughs> I didn't know she was in Cats. <laughs> yes. Um, 
I will never know that she like aside from this conversation, it's never gonna come up for me. Uh, but I did see uh bride was it Bridesmaids? She was in that. Yes. Um, but I think that's it. I think that's my only Rebel Wilson movie. I don't yeah. really think uh like I know of Pitch Perfect, but you know. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah, she's in the yeah. Pitch Perfect series. Uh her top four she's in a movie called uh Isn't It Romantic? Uh she's the lead in that. I did not see that one. Uh she has a role in Jojo Rabbit as well. But Isn't that the Nazi movie with Hitler and yep. like all this stuff? Yep. She's uh <laughs> but yeah, so uh but here's here's Rebel Wilson, uh gone uh she doesn't have a film credit in the last uh couple of years. Uh she's also uh undergone a drastic uh transformation. I think she has lost like eighty pounds uh to come back for uh this movie. Yeah, the people on the internet were saying that Rebel Wilson is a baddie. You know, they were like, Look, look at her. And I was like, Okay, cool. You know, again, I don't have a lot to pull from. I don't remember her and many other roles, but I've seen the woman. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, look at your rebel. Um, you know, if that's if that's the 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 image that she was going for, I'm happy she has uh, acquired it. You know, I'm happy for her if that's what she was going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, I really liked her in this. I thought that uh, she's a, a lot of fun. I think that she really carries the movie. Um, you know, I think that uh, that the other characters are not really uh, super funny, uh, even though there's a lot of funny actors and actresses in the movie. Um, they don't really get like a lot of the uh, comedic lines. No, she's doing a lot of the work here because you gotta remember she's basically a teenager trapped in a 40 year old woman's body. And so the things she's saying is like absurd, but they're not outside of the realm of like what a teenager would say. It's just that coming from her and her old age, um, it, you know, it is comedic. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of little jokes in, you know, winks and nods to random things that, you know, like kind of make you chuckle. Mm-hmm. But Rebel Wilson is really doing the, the lion's share of the work. Yeah. Um, if you are old enough to remember, uh, late nineties, early two thousands, uh, pop culture references, uh, there's a lot of fun here. Chappelle, uh, what do you think of the soundtrack? Yeah, there were some good moments in the soundtrack. Uh, you know, like I, it, it, some of the moments went back to the 2000, like the early 2000s. I think they were trying to do that on purpose to yeah. kind of give you that feel. Um, and, and yeah, and I, en- I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I think I think aside from the soundtrack, maybe Mary Holland, a friend of the podcast, Mary Holland. Podcast. Uh, yeah, she was really good as well. Like I really enjoyed her. But I think I, I watched her. I snuck and watched um, the woman in across the street and in, in from the house in the window upstairs or mm-hmm. whatever. Sure. The one Sarah Carradine told me not to watch. Snuck and watched it anyway. And I liked Mary Holland in that too. So I think I'm a fan. Yeah. I mean, she has a pretty like serious role uh, that she is sort of like the person who is the like the contemporary of uh, Rebel Wilson's character, Stephanie, who has grown up and then has like uh, is the mature person. Uh, she actually goes on to be the principal of the high school uh, when uh, Rebel Wilson's character, Stephanie, wakes up from the coma. So a lot of it is her reacting as the person who is like uh, the normal person compared to Stephanie, who is just out of control. Yeah, she's very straight laced. Uh, you know, she grew up to be a principal. She seemed to be a bit straight laced as well when they were kids. Yeah. But now that she's the principal, she's made a lot of changes to the school that would definitely go against what Stephanie thinks are the norms for, you know, a typical high school 
senior year, you know, so she's like abolishing prom and abolishing cheer, basically, you know, or mm-hmm. turning cheer into like positive affirmations about inclusiveness and uh, liberal agenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so she's, she's made some moves that Stephanie uh, Rebel Wilson is not uh, a big fan of. So I want to ask you just big picture in terms of the message of the film. And I've been wrestling with this uh, since I watched it, Chappelle. Do you think that mm-hmm. is the film saying that life was better in 2002 or is the movie saying that life is better in uh, 2022 uh, for, you know, all, all people around. Um, well, what's, what's your answer to that? Cause I feel like that rebel Wilson uh, really, uh, that if anything, I think feel like that she brings 20, uh, 2002 to the, to the high school more so than, you know, that, 2022 changes 2002 rebel wilson yeah i think i think the film does have that message in a way it doesn't necessarily say that 2002 is better than 2022 but you know the things that we've grown to know you know cell phone culture and social media all those things have their own burden to them and somebody from 2002 is able to look at that and either get caught up in it like she did for a moment or kind of bring her own flair and the things that she remembers from her day and make some of those things a little bit, you know, friendlier, I guess, you know, like there's very much this culture of, Oh man, this is the most famous person that I know because she's on Instagram and has a ton of followers. But by the end of this film, Rebel Wilson is like, no, just be kind to each other, follow who you want to follow, follow your friends, be nice to each other and everything will be fine. And I think the people do learn a lesson from her. I don't know if that's what the film was getting at. You know, I think the film is more one of those, you know, don't let high school define you type mm-hmm. stories. You know, what what happened back then does not mean you are going to like, it's not going to change the rest of your life. Um, a lot of times you don't have to hold on to that kind of stuff. You can move forward and embrace the future. I think that's really what the film was getting at. But yeah, in a way that 2002 vibe really shines through. Okay. Now, my second question for you is, you know, and I really, everything I know about the world, like I learned from watching television, okay? Uh, watching television and talking to you, Chappelle. Those are my uh, two you. major sources of information. And so I, I'm watching this movie and I see mm-hmm. here how Rebel Wilson, uh, you know, she had like, was going to this like pretty crazy high school back in 2002, slips into the coma, comes out, 2022, light, world is different, Okay. Uh, these mm-hmm. kids are very mature. Uh, these kids are just, uh, very, very responsible that they want to make sure that, you know, uh, like they're, everybody's doing everything right. And, um, just like, it seemed like, um, almost like a utopia, um, you know, not, not to bring up, uh, the, you know, ill-fated Fox reality series. Uh, but it seemed like the, these, these kids like, you know, seem to have it all together. But then I also watch. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. But then I also watch another show, Chappelle, about mm-hmm. teens. This show is called Euphoria. And in this high school, it is just a nonstop party, sex, drugs, breaking all the rules, out of control. And now I'm like, what, what is it? What is, what is high school like in 2022? Because I've seen two different depictions of high school. And I don't know what's what, Chappelle. And you work with young people, so you must know the answer. Which is which is the real depiction of kids uh, in high school? 
Rob, I don't know if your brain is all scrambled from like all the Molly you take, but mm-hmm. I never said that. I never <laughs> said that I work with kids. I'm sorry. That is not my, no, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, these kids, these are very much the children that you work with. It's, it's both. They really do have this dichotomy about themselves to where they are so aware of social I- issues um, because it's just what is popular now. It's very popular to know what the hell is going on in the world. And they have more access than people had back in 2002. We didn't have, you know, this high speed internet at the drop of a hat or at our fingertips or whatever. We, we had to go get encyclopedias and stuff and watch the news. Very ghetto, very, very ghetto. But now you could just, Get on TikTok, watch a couple people do some dance crazes and then watch somebody teach you about something that you had nothing like no clue existed. Right. And so the euphoria kids are doing that as well. They're just doing coke, too, you know, mm-hmm. and um, other things of that nature, you know, like they're very they're also probably pretty progressive, um, but they're also just a little wild. So maybe you got two different types of schools. This seems like a very nice school. Euphoria clearly has the budget of a really nice school because I heard about that play. Like I've, I've, I've heard yeah. about it. I, I, I didn't watch it because I refuse, but you know, this is kind of like the other side of the coin. So I don't think they're different. I just think it's, uh, you know, more of the same, but like in a different way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that I really did like in the movie was that, you know, when Rebel Wilson is looking to be, you know, she wants to accomplish her goal to one day be the prom queen. She didn't get that chance. Uh, she finds out that actually the school has done away with uh, prom king and queen. And she's kind of bummed out about that. But at the point where she gets a phone and she realizes that, oh, well, basically that, oh, social media is the same exact thing as high school. She, she, she like uh, where I think the people, if you told them that, that they would be like, oh my God, that's, that's terrible. That Rebel Wilson's character is like, she she's dying to do it. Because it's like, oh, okay, well, I still get you. You took you may take the prom king and prom queen out of the high school. But now the whole world is high school. This is great. And she's not wrong in in a way. Yeah. Her popularity contest was less with the people that she was around and with the entire world, with anybody who can log in. So one of the main characters in the in the movie um, is a, a young girl named Brie. Yeah. She goes by Brie, Brie Love. Loves. Yeah, Brie Love. It's not her real name, but that's what she goes by. Well, Brie has become Insta-famous. Like, she has a ton of followers. People are checking in on everything Brie does. And so, of course, the whole school is also checking for Brie. You know, and so it's like, she doesn't have to actually make interpersonal relationships with the people around her. She just has to be admirable enough to where the people around her care about what she's doing. And yeah, that's probably a large part of the shift away from, you know, the culture of cheerleaders being at the top of the hierarchy and football players and stuff like that. It's like, it probably doesn't matter if you don't have no Instagram followers or, you know, Twitter followers or Snapchat followers or TikTok followers. Like, if your following game ain't up, then who cares that you're a head cheerleader? So I think Rebel Wilson finds that out very quickly and she adapts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chappelle, let's go through the story of the movie because um, it, it's kind of interesting what goes on at the beginning of the movie uh, where uh, Rebel Wilson starts off and we see her as a young person and uh, spend like the first 15 minutes of the story of that she is a, a like a, maybe a freshman in high school and I guess uh, that her family has just moved from Australia and she is not she is not popular. She is not invited to be part of the popular crowd. No, she's an Australian uh, Australian weirdo. From what they understand, like she's just like she's different. And the popular kids got their own thing going because we just talked about this. There's a hierarchy in high school, and she doesn't fit in. And so through this interaction she has at the bowling alley, which is apparently the the hottest place to be for the high school kids, I which so. again probably the sign of the times. Used you know, back then, yeah, uh, back then you, we talked about this a little bit. You know, with Abercrombie, you know, the mall used to be a place where people just go and hang out. Mm-hmm. Apparently. For these kids, the bowling alley was that place. Yeah, but in is that, that why interaction, Kiva got so good at bowling? Of course. Like, what are you talking about? Of course, if Kiva was in the epicenter of all the coolness, that's mm-hmm. that is basically who we know Akiva to be. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, she kind of finds herself at the bowling alley trying to be a part of the cool kids crowd, and she runs into uh, who ends up being her arch nemesis, Tiffany, and Tiffany's boyfriend Blaine, who are at the top of the pecking order right here. I think they're in the same grade, but she can already identify that Tiffany and Blaine are who she wants to yeah. be in life. You know, they, they are kind of like, solid, they, they like symbolize, you know, everything that she wants. Yeah. And Blaine in all of the timelines really just uh, wants one thing. He's, he's uh, has unquenchable thirst in all the timelines. Yeah. He really, really, really wants to get it in. Like he's mm-hmm. like, he he sees Stephanie Rebel Wilson's character as a viable option for him to have sex with at some point, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, honestly, for her to be painting this narrative that like, oh, I was never really cool, you know, all this other stuff. Like, she she was always like uh, attractive enough to get the most popular guy in school's attention. So at least she yeah. had that going. Well, she and then like cuts uh, pictures out of the magazines. Do I have this right? And and then she like basically is like she made it her goal. To like, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the most popular girl in the school. I'm gonna be the prom queen. She identified the archetype. She said, yeah. "This is what people are. They're cheerleaders. They can dance. They are. They are blonde. They have their hair pulled back in a ponytail. They're chipper. They date the most popular guy. Like I can go acquire that if I just practice." And so she pops in her Darren, Darren's dance grooves tape. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob, I remember that that commercial vividly. You know, ain't no lie, bye bye bye. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Um, I wish I had that. Popped, yeah, I, I I had access to it and just completely ignored it. But mm-hmm. um, she did not. She took it. She studied it, and then four years later, here she is, captain of the cheerleading squad and dating Blaine. So yeah. she did it. 
So um, we see a little bit of her home life. Uh, her dad is uh, Chris Parnell, who mm-hmm. I, I always like uh, him. Uh, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with him at all from uh, SNL and 30 Rock, but uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of his uh, whenever, whenever he pops up in a movie. Yeah, I, I always recognize him and then can never tell you where he's from. And then I was like, oh, it's Dr. Spaceman. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Spachimin. Yeah, Dr. Spachimin. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, I, every time I see him in anything, I get very excited because he's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but here, I was like, why do I know this man? It's yeah. Dr. Spaceman. Um, and he also uh, was on uh, two screens at once in my house today because he was also in Rescue Rangers. Chippendale? Yeah. You watched that today? Yeah. No, I thought, Without I, me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. It was very fun. I want to see that. Yeah. Well, you could have, we could have talked about that this week. Is that on Netflix? It's not on Netflix. It's on Disney+. Plus. Boo, boo, yeah. boo, hiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, like, not to go off topic, but that's a star-studded cast. Like, you got, like, yeah. Andy Samberg in there. Uh, J.K. Simmons is in there. King Michael Key, who loves money. You know, mm-hmm. Will Arnett. Batman is in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even oh catch King Michael Key. Yeah, they're all in it. Yeah. I, I just, now I got to go watch the movie. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was, uh, yeah. that was very fun uh, also. But... So that's that's the dad. And then also uh, that we see we meet Stephanie has a best friend or another another friend uh, named Seth. And she doesn't really give Seth the time of day too much. No, Seth has dyed his hair to basically get her attention. It looks like she uh, she says he photoned it. Um, because it's got like this red, this random streak in his hair. But yeah, he shows up, he takes her to school every day. And even her dad can identify that he clearly has feelings for his, uh, you know, um, for Stephanie. Yeah. But she just can't be bothered. But to her credit, she is dating someone. Like, sir, you're pining after a taken girl. So there's not really, yeah, it's not like she's like, oh, she can't even see the perfect guys in front of her. Like, she legit is preoccupied. And older Seth ends up being played by uh, Sam Richardson, who is uh, always funny whenever he's in something. Yes, I only know him from We Are the Millers. I think okay. I don't think I've seen him in anything. Yeah, else. he's a little bit of like uh, that guy. He's in a bunch of different things. Uh, but I had seen him in uh, the After Party, which was on uh, Apple TV Plus uh, earlier this year. And so um, he's also uh, from Veep. But uh, you know, he, uh, he he's very fun in this movie, also. Oh yeah, and he was in Bojack. He was a uh, Doctor Champ, uh, mm-hmm. which is like I don't not to spoil Bojack, but at some point they go to rehab and there's a rehabilitation uh, like uh, coach or whatever there who, because of Bojack, may or may not falls off the wagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, not to spoil it, but you know Doctor Champ is a thing. So I didn't know that was him. That's good to know. Yeah. So that's basically all the setup. They could have really yada yada it a little bit, but uh, so fifteen minutes. Yeah, they, <laughs> the, the school's having a big pep rally, and then it's sort of like the uh, like height of the pep rally. It's right before the prom. Also, uh, that uh, I don't know if we really touched on that. There is a rival, uh, the woman that Stephanie stole the boyfriend from, which is Tiffany. Um, she uh, basically has like a few like icy standoffs with uh, with Tiffany. Yeah, one of the ones that stands out is that after prom, uh, Stephanie has organized a party. So she doesn't, she wants to do a VIP party uh, at her friend Martha, played by Mary Holland, at her parents' um, like lake house or something. And so she's got the party going. She's invited her friends, kind of. You know, I don't think you have to invite 
Martha to her own home, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so her friends are coming. Uh, but then she goes to talk to Blaine and says, Blaine, you know, we I know this is the this is the day I'm about to I'm about to lose my bottom half virginity to you mm-hmm. at this beach at this lake house party. And Blaine's like, ooh, you know, Tiffany is throwing another party that everybody's going to. And they have this conversation in the middle of class. Yeah. While they're basically making out in front of the teacher, the teacher's just kind of waiting on them to finish. Yeah. They have this whole spat about this party <laughs> to she just throws a fit. She's yelling at the top of her lungs about this party. She's like, what the slut? You know? And so she sends another kid as like a messenger pigeon to, to, to deliver a message to Tiffany, like meet me in the bathroom so we can argue. So they meet in the bathroom and they go back and forth about whose party is going to be canceled. Um, you know, who's going to be able to be the most popular person. Like it's basically like the standoff of all standoffs in the bathroom. And Tiffany tells her, Hey, don't go chasing waterfalls. And that's it. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing uh, from the original timeline from 2002 is also that um, a a big deal for Stephanie is that there's like one perfect house where there is a, a prom queen from a few years back, Deanna Russo. She has the perfect house and the perfect life. And so it really for Stephanie, if she becomes the prom queen, then she can have everything uh, that she hopes to uh, desire. Right. There's a really funny moment where they're driving past Deanna Russo's house and she slams on the brakes and she's just like, that's the one. And she's talking about how she's idolized this woman, how she's got to be prom queen so that she can one day live this lavish suburban lifestyle that this woman is living. But she slams on the brakes so hard that her friend Seth hits his head on the on the steering wheel and he has a gash in his forehead. She doesn't even notice. And she just hands him the mm-hmm. really stiff sock to to like dab the mm-hmm. the blood off of his forehead but th- i mean this is, the sock is like it's very stiff it's been used um, yeah it's a, been a used, used sock and, and not on a foot no and not on a foot and she just hands this to one of her quote-unquote best friends so you could see how much care she's taking in these friendships because for me as set if i'm seth that's the day I ripped my skin off and jumped into a <laughs> furnace you don't ever tell me that i put something like that on my on my face are you kidding me I'm just saying. All right. Let me make a note before Chappelle comes over. (laughs) I don't know what that means, Rob, but have the furnace lit up. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's basically all the setup for uh, 2002. And then they're doing a big, uh, you know, cheerleading number. And at sort of like the height of it, they throw Stephanie up into the air and uh, really to the, the tune of Kelly Clarkson's uh, A Moment Like This. Um, what a time. They, they forget <laughs> to catch Stephanie. Forget is a strong word. I, I'm pretty sure Tiffany told those girls, hey, we're not catching her. And I thought, I even think she pushed somebody out the way who was going to catch her. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. Stephanie was set up. She does like... They do like a basket toss into like a double like backflip and she just lands just smack on the ground, like onto the gym floor, and then boom, she's in a coma for 20 years. That's it. And she wakes up in uh 2022. Uh just basically there's a commercial for um that you can uh take a Hummer to the limo or a Hummer to the, to the prom. <laughs> take a Hummer to the prom, because uh that's ideally what you want at the prom. And uh, that like wakes her up. What do you want at the prom? Yeah, I believe to get yeah to, to get a what? Uh, that they were Hummers. 
So they want to get a Hummer at the prom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the oh, That's the joke. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. It was right there, Chappelle. Yeah. So she uh, wake, wakes up and uh, that's it. Uh, cheer, the cheerleader's awake. Yeah. She hears, don't you want to get a Hummer at prom? You know, said by her, her ex. You know, the guy on the mm-hmm. commercial is Blaine, um, the guy she was dating when she was 18 um, or 17 in high school. And so that wakes her up and yep. she rushes over to the nurse's station because she's trying to figure out why am I in here? Why are there all these birthday cards for this old woman? And who is this lady mocking all my movements when she looks in the mirror and sees mm-hmm. uh, a not so flattering image of herself 20 years later? Now, Chappelle, do you feel like they did enough with Rebel Wilson's catch up from 2002 to 2022? She seems to be confused about like, where is the back half of the TV? Uh-huh. Um, she said, why, yeah, why are you, why do you have a little TV in your hand? Uh, she wanted to know about that. And she basically asked about like, uh, she just found out that there were eight more Fast and the Furious movies, but that's really about it. Yeah, I, uh, don't get me wrong. I understand the TV commercial because like, like you, I, I spent a lot of time in front of a television. So I too would want to know where the ass of the TV is gone because yeah. it's a good question. Very flat now, but like those turtleback TVs were like the move back in the in the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, between two thousand and two and two thousand twenty two, I can think of a billion things <laughs> that I would have told her. Like literally a billion. Matter of fact, right now, let's just talk about the the current pandemic that you're in, ma'am. Yeah. But um, I, I think there was no COVID in this universe. This is a this is in a multiverse with no COVID. I think. In a multiverse without a lot of things, mm-hmm. without a lot of things for the only thing you need to catch her up on was like, Hey, now we have cell phones. Mm-hmm. Social media is a thing. No, That's again, pretty much the catch, the catch she up. didn't think to ask about any of these things, but like there was not like a bit, a lot of like a debriefing about other things. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you have 20 years to catch this person up and right. you haven't told them anything like hey did you know there was a black president oh <laughs> like, yeah i'm gonna shock you with this one mm-hmm, yeah you know, and then, you know and then even and more then, shocking? Yeah. <laughs> the one who followed him up like <laughs> you won't believe what just happened yeah like, yeah let me tell you about the kardashians now <laughs> i'm gonna show you a picture of these these girls mm-hmm. they don't look anything like this anymore but i swear the same ones i just you could just pick a spot but um, yeah, I think they hit the hot spots by saying, "Oh yeah, the internet is a thing. Do your own research." She also was curious about: uh, Is Madonna called Lady Gaga? Yeah, and that was astute. That was a very mm-hmm. astute observation because I've I've long said that if Madonna just hauled off and slapped the hell out of uh, Lady Gaga, I, she'd be justified because mm-hmm. that woman stole her whole vibe. Like, like I'm sorry, Madonna has In a point. Fairness, I don't agree with Madonna she wasn't on many using things. it anymore, Chappelle. She wasn't, but I mean, Lady Gaga was basically releasing the same songs. Like, uh, <laughs> there, there's a, at some point, I was like, now nah, you know this is just express yourself, but okay, girl, go off. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, again, something to notice, but there's a lot of other stuff you missed, uh, Stephanie, but I, we, we only had two whole hours, Rob. It's not like they had time to get into it. Yeah. I also felt like that for Stephanie, like, uh, you know, she was very quick to want to go back to high school, but I feel like that the film, uh, and I know it's a comedy, but didn't really, uh, deal with, uh, Stephanie feeling like I've, Hey, I've lost the 20 best years of my life. And, um, I feel like that loss was not really felt like, I think it would be like, I guess I'd be happy to be, but for her, she didn't experience the coma. It's sort of like, 
hey, you're going, everything is great. You're 17. And then you wake up and you're 37. And it's like, wait, hold on. Like, uh, I, I missed the best part. I slept through the best part. Yeah. Pull me out of the furnace, Rob. That's all I'm saying. Because at that point, I'm not, I am not well. If I lose 20 years, if I lose 20 minutes and I don't know what happened to it, I'm confused. I don't like that. But she, she was like, okay, rather than deal with the magnitude of this situation, you're going to focus on something that I can handle mm-hmm. high school. And so I guess that's commendable because I would probably still be in the fetal position trying to figure out where it all went wrong. Yeah, no, she doesn't really stop down for a moment. And she ends up getting picked up at the hospital by uh, dad and her friend Martha. And they end up like uh, bringing her out of the hospital. And they happen to drive past the uh, Deanna Russo house. And when they're driving past, uh, she sees that uh, Tiffany is living there. And they're like, oh, no, 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 don't go in there. But she jumps out of a moving vehicle. Chappelle. This woman just came out of a coma for a traumatic head injury, and she's diving out of a moving vehicle. Yeah, maybe the head injury hadn't healed all the way. You know, like the coma was gone, but maybe she still got some things to get under control mentally. Right. Facilities aren't all there. Because one thing she did not forget was Blaine. Like she saw him from a mile away. She's mm-hmm. like, I know that BFJA anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so she saw it and she jumped out of a moving car for it. Um, now, once she got to the house, she was shocked to see Tiffany opening that door because then it all came like all the memories came rushing back, right? Like she missed those 20 years, but she remembers Tiffany and I are enemies and Blaine was my man that I stole from her. And now they're living in my dream house and this is not okay. Yeah. Because yesterday, this was her boyfriend, and now that he's married to her arch enemy and living in her dream house. Yeah. I mean, that, the thing is, Stephanie, like, I mean, Blaine broke up with Tiffany to be with Stephanie. Yeah. So this is a complete reversal of what she knows because she's like, mm-hmm. I already won that fight. You know, like, you, you chose me. So why are you in my dream house? But I'll say this Blaine didn't get to talk to her in that moment, but when he looked out the window and saw her, Oh, all the lust came back. He said, mm-hmm. like, look at it, preserved in perfect condition. I was like, you creep. <laughs> like, she she was 17 when you last saw her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe if you said, like, she aged well, that would be a different statement. But preserved in perfect condition. I think he was still trying to get to that bottom half virginity. Uh, interesting. You know, the, the film, I think, has a pretty cynical view on relationships where it seems like that, again, maybe like Blaine is like uh, a, you know, Blaine might be a bad guy. Uh, that That's possible. <laughs> but like, I feel like it's like, hey, like, uh, you know, a 37 year old woman is no fun. But, you know, uh, if you could be married to, you know, a 17 year old woman in a 37 year old's body. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't mm-hmm. like that at all. Yeah, no, you know, it just looks like Blaine has always been spinning with her for whatever reason. And so even 20 years out of a coma, you know, I mean, in a coma, you know, like, I don't think that anything was going to stop him. I think at this point, like, this was his target. And, you know, to his credit, she's still interested when they finally shoot his up. shot a couple times. Right. And, you know, she has no reason to not mm-hmm. be um to not be interested. I mean, he calls himself a DILF and she does not disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we get some flashbacks to uh, Stephanie and her mom. And th- did this hit for you, Chappelle? Um, it's one of those things where it's like this is a very wacky story, but you have to give us a reason to where we like really feel the sentimental part of Stephanie because she's a very one note character. If you don't give her something like yeah. deeper than this, like it's very much I just want to be prom queen and that's it. 
but for her, we for us to find out that her mom passed away from what it looks like cancer, yeah. um, and that like her mom once bought her a prom dress that she never got to wear, and you know her mom passed away before she went into a coma, so you know she the grief is still fresh, you know, uh, for her and her mom, even though she's been uh, basically asleep for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do I do like that they included it, but they don't include enough of the mom for me to care about the mom. It just really makes me care more about Stephanie. Like, okay, I can see why you're acting like this a little bit. So Stephanie uh, is like remembering everything with her mom and about how she, that she's going to uh, put it, do anything that she could put her mind to. And so she still had all these magazine subscriptions that piled up. So she's going to cut out pictures from all the magazines. And so she's going to go ahead and accomplish her goal. She still could go back to school and be the prom queen. And her friend is the principal. So she can pull some strings. And ultimately that she tells her friend, the principal, Hey, I still have the brain of a 17 year old. She legit had a doctor's note that said, mm-hmm. I'm 17 still. You know, like, I've been in a coma forever. You're telling me that I need to go get a GED or that I need to go do some online classes. And she's like, I have the brain of a 17-year-old. I could just go be 17 yeah. in high school. I don't know if it works like that, but her alternative was that she could go queef for $20 on OnlyFans. Is that what she said? <laughs> That's what she said. She said uh, she seemed confident to know that people do do that. She learned that very quickly. Like for her to not know what the internet is, she found out about OnlyFans within a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> like, why is that your first stop? Like, you got twenty years to catch up on stuff, and you're like, well, let me see what they talk about on his OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, if you gave somebody a computer who never had really, it hasn't had the internet. Um, yeah, I wonder how how fast you would end up there. Yeah, like wh- like how many twists and turns would it take for you to get there? And I feel like it's not many. You know. Probably if you're many. following yeah. the right Survivor or Big Brother ca- uh, contestant, you could end up there right. very quickly. It, really, I think it depends on what she's uh, searching. Again, the right Survivor or Big Brother character could get you there within a click or two. I mean, this woman dated Blaine, you know? She did. And, you know, and her and, da- her and Blaine had a physical relationship. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't uh, bottom half, but there were other things done. We saw mm-hmm. the sock. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, she has interests, she has needs, and she found them on the, the OnlyFans, it yeah. seems. Yeah. And so Stephanie is going to start going to school, start attending school again. And I I think this was uh, some of my favorite stuff in the movie where she's showing up in the school and um, she doesn't have a phone yet. And she has like sort of like, uh, I don't know what it's called, but like the like big, like big ass, like Texas Instruments calculator that she's walking around with. I was like, ma'am, is that a TI-89? Because those haven't been relevant since before you came out of a coma. Um, <laughs> like, those graphing calculators could do a lot, Rob, though. Yeah. They have games on them and everything. Yeah. But you you cannot, like, just, like, surf the internet on that version of that computer. I'm sure there's one out there that you can't do it now. No. But not, not the one that she had. I that think if you, did, if you, if you hacked it the right way, I feel like you could play, like, uh, like Pong. Yeah, they had they had some good games on there. I, mm-hmm. I remember vividly. I I don't know math, but I I definitely there's a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a reason yeah. why I just kind of just made it through math class. I definitely found out how to play the video games on the TI eighty nine. Yeah, and so um, she's learning that school in twenty twenty two is a lot different than uh, two thousand two, and she's seeking out like the popular kids in the school, uh, and uh, she's realizing that there's just one table at this high school that you know you can't figure out who sits at the popular table because it's just one lunch table now is this real well 
my old school, the tables looked like that. We didn't have, we had like the long Hogwarts esque tables, like the damn great hall tables where it was yeah. just like rows and rows of these big ass fold out tables and you just sat by whatever. But like for her situation, she's expecting like the circular tables where you sit in like your little clicks. You could still do that at these long tables, but the way this school is presenting it is that because we have these long tables, you no longer have anybody who's more popular than the next person. You just sit wherever. And so even though we know that people are probably just going to go sit in the same spots every day, mm. it makes them feel a little bit better about being inclusive or at least uh, paying attention to people who struggle with those social issues. Yeah. And this is a very inclusive school. Uh, she ends up making uh, two friends. Uh, I believe their names are uh, Janet and Yaz. Sure. Is that I don't right? think I ever even cared to th- get those friends' names because they don't really matter to the story, but they are there. They are there because they are on the new cheerleading squad. Um, yes. They don't They don't look it, but she has found, well, I think three friends. I don't remember the third friend's name, but there, there was another guy too. Yeah, and this is the cheerleading squad, and they have completely revamped what she believes cheerleading to be. Like I said, it's more uh, directed toward chanting about social issues and, you know, uh, inclusiveness and you know I, I think a very positive turn for cheerleading but it's definitely a, a big stretch from what uh, stephanie used to know mm-hmm. yeah now is this the case in a lot of schools that uh, or no. cheerleading is still cheerleading as we uh, cheerleading is still it's still cheerleading yeah it's, it's the same okay. yeah it's the same they're just dancing they're okay. dancing and they're yelling um, and some people are paying attention. Some people are not. And that's, that is the plight of a cheerleader. That's what they do. They, they cheerlead regardless of what is going on. They okay. just cheer. So because Stephanie felt like, okay, I need to be friends with the cheerleaders. Cause that's how, you know, who's popular. And Stephanie says there's actually three ways to tell if somebody is popular and she lists them mm-hmm. as, uh, the, th- the three ways to be popular are one to be a cheerleader mm-hmm. two to work at Abercrombie. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. We and know that. Yeah. We learned about that. We learned about that. <laughs> and and three is to let guys go in the back door. Those are the three different ways to be popular in high school. Apparently. And uh, she, but she says this knowing, I mean, from what we understand, she still had bottom half virginity going on. So well, she like, was a cheerleader. Right? She was a cheerleader. She didn't have to go she, to she didn't, she didn't work to, at she didn't Abercrombie either, Chappelle. Yeah, look, she she picked her route. She's just saying that, like, back in her day, you had three options. Pick one. Now, Abercrombie's gone. Yeah. Now, Chappelle, (laughs) should they have had Stephanie go to Abercrombie? Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. Oh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, what are you talking about? Jesus, I mean, she's grown now, but that's a child. Um, Yeah, she she could have gone to Abercrombie and, like, it had a total culture shock. Yeah. Just like, wait, hold Where are on. all the hot people? Yes. Who are these uglies? Yes. People so these, these, people, these people are rocks. Yeah, there's diversity here. Ew, gross. <laughs> Throw it away. Burn it with fire. <laughs> Throw it in the furnace. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we meet the most popular person in the school is actually uh, Brie Loves, uh, who is a you know huge sensation on social media. Yeah, she's the most popular person in school, but she's not concerned with popularity. We're getting, we talked about this. It's not about the social hierarchy at the high school. It's that she's so popular on the internet that the people in the high school just naturally flock to her. Um, and she's not even like worried about being popular. She's just trying to build her most authentic, socially conscious, body positive, environmentally aware, economically uh, compassionate brand that's a, 
at home for like uh, inclusion and you know, fashion and food and fun and lifestyles and all that good stuff. Yeah. So she's got it all covered. So this is kind of interesting. And I guess this gets like explored a little bit on Euphoria. But so let's say I'm in 10th grade. Okay. okay. I have no friends at my high school. But <laughs> imagine this. Um, but I'd say I, but I have a, a huge following. Let's say I have like, uh, you know, I'm a big, like, uh, I'm a Twitch streamer, uh, something like that. You say like, you're a podcast host. Yeah. Let's go with that. Podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what's the, what's, the, what's the day that, like you do then? Do kids at the school then, you know, change their opinion uh, of, of you at school because you have like clout? Or do you like live a double life where, you know, that you, you're like, uh, sort of like, uh, bullied in person or, and then you like, uh, and then have like a double life. Uh, Offset and Cardi B said it, you know, the best. You do anything for clout, right? So mm-hmm. the kids see that like you're popular for whatever reason and they just latch on. Like they don't have to subscribe to what you're doing. But remember, Bree's brand is, you know, socially conscious, body positive, environmentally aware, economically compassionate. You know, these are the things that the kids care about. So although she's not trying to be popular, they're naturally flocking to there because she's at the front of, you know, the new progressive, you know, Gen Z, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, interest. So for her, it just works out. Like, I doubt she would be as popular if her brand didn't reflect that. Or if she was popular, it would be with a very, like, specific subset of people but this is a very progressive school and so with her progressive uh content she is at the head of the class okay now there is a discovery that stephanie makes that brie loves is actually the child of tiffany and blaine yeah and this is one of those oh my god moments you know Mm -hmm. like uh it's it's like Wow, she's looking at the face of the the spawn of her worst enemy. Uh, to the point where Tiffany even knows this too. Like Tiffany knows that uh, her daughter has now met Stephanie, and she sends a message by Bree, and it's just like, "Hey, make sure you tell Stephanie ni- nice meeting you." And also, I stole her man and her life and her dream house. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Was this a dream? Like, why is this woman doing this so early? It's like she just came out of a coma. You're already picking a fight. It's wild." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that there's basically going to be uh, this inherited rivalry uh, between um, Stephanie and now Brie Love's daughter of Tiffany, uh, her rival who stole her boyfriend from uh, pre-coma days. But there is another love interest in the life of Stephanie, uh, and she's going to run into the uh, adult version of Seth, who works in the library. He is the school librarian. So back in the day, 2002, he was always in the library. That was his spot where it's his safe place in the high school. If you wanted to find Seth, you just go to the library. And so years later, he was able to get a job. Martha, who he was good friends with, who is now the principal, hired him on as the librarian. And now he's there to help guide Stephanie, his old friend, through, uh, you know, the changes that she's missed out on. He even dropped off a yearbook for her on her doorstep at one point so that she could Mm -hmm. see you know how senior year ended and rob i saw the most absurd advertisement in that uh in that yearbook like they dedicated a whole page to stephanie who was in a coma but it was like the the caption or the title of the page said halfway to heaven because she was in a coma i was like gosh that's so dark like why would you say that like Mm -hmm. she's not with us but she's almost dead like i was like whoa these kids who Mm -hmm. signed off on this um, so maybe it's a good thing that Martha took over because uh, I, I could see some needs for some changes. 
Now, Seth is uh, single that he was uh, with somebody it didn't didn't work out um and there's definitely gonna be some flirtation between uh seth and stephanie oh uh, initially it just seems like flirtation between seth and stephanie because stephanie again has a one-track mind she's mm-hmm. really trying to be popular and uh, like even in their childhood seth and martha are just like accomplices to her goals you know and so Seth is throwing it at her still, even from back in the day, but she's really missing it. But he's the one who teaches her about the phone, about social media popularity. And yeah, he once was engaged. um, But the bigger story here is that now Stephanie knows that she needs to go get a cell phone so that she could potentially be as popular as Brie. Right. And she's going to ask her dad uh, for a phone. She thinks at one point that her dad uh, and also um, her friend Martha might be uh, together. Yeah, she's like, what What are y'all doing? And Martha's mm. like, no, no, I'm not interested in your dad. I'm interested in women. Uh, and so Stephanie has to come to gra- like the terms with that. You know, th- there's a lot of things that she has to catch up on. She's very like, she's very uh, like out of date in a lot of her like language that she's using. She's using, yeah. R- yeah. using yeah. the R word. She's using the word gay as a derogatory term. Like, so she's got, she's got to get caught up. And it's right there in front of her because um, her friend uh, Martha is gay. And so uh, it does come up in conversation. But my favorite part about her interaction with her dad when it comes to the phone is that she's trying to explain to him why he needs why she needs one. She's like, it's like a Tamagotchi. Remember mm-hmm. those? I was like, I do remember Tamagotchis. Yeah, those are a big thing. I think a cell phone is more than a Tamagotchi could ever dream of. Like if you <laughs> if you show somebody back then a cell phone, they probably would have thought you were a witch. Um, <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I thought it was a great, it was a good callback. Do you have to, to feed uh, anything on your iPhone? I mean, if you wanted a Tamagotchi game on your iPhone, I'm sure you got one. I'm sure it's in the App Store. Like mm-hmm. you could very much go do go do that. I mean, they got Pokemon Go and stuff. You feed that yeah. stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it exists. Yeah, you don't have to make sure your iPhone goes to the bathroom, uh, but you have to charge it. So it's kind of the same thing. And, and if you don't, and if you don't charge your iPhone, like it will die. So uh, in some ways, it is kind of like a Tamagotchi. Rob, did you have a Tamagotchi when you were growing up? I don't think I ever like had one that I had to take care of. I think I sort of might have uh, played with somebody's uh, thing that was laying around. That's how I was. I I, I was gre- like I just went and like borrowed somebody else's. Like they had a Digimon Tamagotchi. I think it was like the the early stages of what would one day be the Digimon video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember like, oh yeah, this is so cool. And then it's like, oh, now it needs to rest for six hours. Okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I never had one either. But it was fun hearing them talk about it in this film. So we're going to see Stephanie is uh, hanging out with the kids and uh, is trying to like, uh, like get them pumped up to, uh, she, you know, she wants to have a petition going to uh, become the prom queen. Although nobody's going to sign it unless uh, Brie loves uh, wants to do it. Cause she's going to do like a dance routine and start to like get all the kids like excited about uh, maybe her candidacy for prom queen. Uh, yeah, so she's meeting with the cheerleaders and she's telling them, we can do this prom queen thing. We got to get Brie on board, but we got to dance. Like this cheering for social issues is not going to get everything covered. And so they break into a dance routine to Crazy by Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's an elaborate music video that they basically filmed. Is it a shot for shot remake, Chappelle? No, no, it's not a shot for shot remake. You know, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I was impressed. Uh, I also thought we didn't need the entire thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, but impressed nonetheless. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, as she's getting the kids pumped up, you know, the other kids, they're intimidated by Brie. Uh, Brie has like all of this cloud and all these social media followers. But um, I thought this was one of the funniest lines that Stephanie tells them that, you know, basically, once you've uh, performed uh, an act on somebody's dad, you're not intimidated of them. Yeah, once you blow it, her dad, yeah, it's all good. Like you, you he doesn't scare you. They're not that scary. You're not. She's not that scary. She's like, girl, I know. I know where your people come from. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. so yeah, she, yeah, she's met her, She's met her dad a few times, and so she's not afraid of this little girl. Um, and to be fair to Bree, Bree doesn't seem like she really wants to be in this feud with Stephanie. It's more like her mom's kind of pushing her to do it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Stephanie has anything to yeah. be afraid of, but once she, she puts did, it like that, kids can see her. Bree did uh, warn people about the dangers of, um, you know, uh, being uh, biased against uh, people in their later days. Yeah, she said ageism is bad. As she posts a picture of her and and Stephanie. Yeah, don't be um, ageist, people. Okay, don't be ageist. Don't be ageist. But there's a point where Stephanie compares Brie to her mom, and Brie completely pushes back. She's like, "I am nothing like my mother." Um, and so for a second, it does look like Brie is going to fall into that typical mean girl trope. But there are signs that maybe she, you know, the apple does fall a little bit further than from the tree than you would expect. Yeah. Um. She has the phone. They film the routine uh, that it is going uh, viral. She doesn't really know what that means, but she uh, gets, you know, is basically uh, informed. This is very good. And people are uh, like sending her stuff. Yeah, she's an influencer overnight. So now she is like very popular. She's got free swag to give out to everybody. And so she's skyrocketed up the hierarchy um, here at the high school. Yeah. Um, but the, her friend, the principal, Martha, is not is not liking uh, how this is going, wants Stephanie to shut it down. Stephanie says that uh, she actually had more fun being in the coma than she is having at the high school. That's how not fun it is. She had more fun in a coma. Her grades are falling off. Martha's the principal. She goes to dad, who she's clearly known her whole life, yeah. and says something's something's an issue like she's clearly distracted by this need to be popular Mm -hmm. that she's neglecting her homework and she's not going to graduate which was the entire idea here is to get out Mm -hmm. of high school so they end up basically saying okay i think we're gonna have to take the phone away and her response is like are you serious are you are you being syria right now you're being Mm -hmm. syria like you're from syria you're serious uh and they were they took her phone away um, and now she's just back in the dark ages. Like I can't imagine having a phone in 2022 and then just not having a phone, like either never give me the phone or just let me keep it forever. Because once you start, you really can't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what phone I had in 2002, but it was, uh, probably like, uh, was it like the flip phone? V60? I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I had a flip phone maybe like in 2004. So it sounds about right. I didn't mm-hmm. have one in 2002. I was a wee lad. Mm-hmm. I was a wee lad in 2004 too, but I had a phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was a cheap phone with no minutes, but my mom needed to find me. I was in the, I was in the inner city of Houston and my mom was like, no, no, yeah. you better answer the phone. You know, it's funny. Um, she, went, she was talking to her dad about getting the phone. She was like, uh, yeah, and I won't even use all the minutes. Like, uh, no, I don't <laughs> think you even get minutes on a phone plan now. 
I'm not sure anybody gives you minutes. I think you just talk. It's just on vibes, really. They just charge you whatever they want off of based off of like how they feel about you. I have no clue mm-hmm. how many minutes I have. I, I know don't think you even count rollover. minutes. Yeah. I, then I might be paying too much for my plan because I think I had like a rollover plan or something like that. Like, hey, limit me now. I don't, I don't, I don't even, talk on the phone that much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody like uh, I think uh, they're all unlimited for if anything, they like get you on data. It's like, uh, yeah. you know. Like you have uh, unlimited talk, unlimited text, but then they get you on data. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm sure that's it. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chappelle, a big part of this movie takes place of uh, going to see the film Deep Impact uh, that is being aired uh, for some reason um, that there is like uh, Brie Loves is like uh, somehow connected to like <laughs> the space lobby. I, I don't really understand, uh, but they're going to be showing Deep Impact, which uh, Stephanie has just saw a couple of weeks ago uh, with Seth, but they're going to a scene of Deep Impact. Have you seen Deep Impact? You're a Deep Impact guy. So there's like two movies, right? Like there's Deep Impact and then there's what, Armageddon. Armageddon that are basically the same film. So I don't know where one starts and one stops. So, okay. well, okay. So Armageddon yeah. is Bruce Willis and uh, Ben Affleck. And yeah, then and this one in. is Bruce Willis and no, Netflix, no Bruce Willis, right? no, no Bruce Willis. Uh, but this is from 19- Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman is the president. Uh, Tia Leone. Um, but yes, this is from 1998. I, I don't know why Stephanie would have gone and to see Deep Impact in just 2002. Although her dad did seemingly work at Blockbuster in the original timeline. Yeah, it looked like her dad just had the hookup on movies. Um, and so she just saw Deep Impact a few days ago mm-hmm. in her mind. But here it is, you know, 20 years later and they're showing it in theater. Um, and yeah, I remember this one because I just I, you can't unsee that image of Tia Leone and her and her dad standing on like the shore of the beach. Is that Robert Duvall? Um, yeah, I think so. yeah. Yeah. And then like the big wave is coming to to kill them. Like I, I remember that. But if you told me to like I, I'd basically flip a coin, it could be Armageddon, yeah. it could be, be Deep impact. I don't know. Better movie than Don't Look Up. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Oh, Rob, I was listening to an interview Ryan Reynolds did the other day, and he said his favorite project of all time is the Adam Project. Like that's his favorite. Now, uh, they say, what is your favorite movie that has the word project? <laughs> no. So like, What's watching- your favorite project? I was watching on Netflix the David Letterman like yes, uh, yes, coming that. to the. Yeah, and, and Ryan Reynolds was in I season four. I wasn't sure four, if that was new or not. So that's like on Netflix, it's like they're just showing you something that's like from a couple of years ago. 
Well, that show has been out for a while, but I think season four might be new. Yeah. And so, uh, so I was watching it, and yeah, they were interviewing Ryan Reynolds, and he said that he's like the Adam Project is my favorite thing. Why? But it was a very sentimental movie to him. Uh, yeah. He lost his father a few years ago, and he was saying that like in the movie, he really wanted to know like what it could be like to meet his dad as a grown person and to ask his dad, you know, how he felt. Yeah. Um. You know, like you know, because you know your parents about like what they do when you're younger, but you really don't know how they feel about stuff. They just do shit and then tell you about it later on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he wanted to talk to that. I thought that was very sweet. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's interesting. I, I. I. I'm assuming he probably liked the kid also. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, I told you that child is basically Ryan Reynolds, yeah. the child. You know, and so like him to find that perfect exact person for this film was per- like was probably just the reason why he's connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed seeing uh, him talk about that because I was like, that does add another layer to the Adam Project. Mm-hmm. It moved up my rankings a little bit. Yeah. So they're at the movie theater and it seems like that um, Stephanie's intent, she goes to the movie with Seth, but her intentions here are to try to like twofold, like, like troll um, uh, Tiffany uh, and then also to try to like uh, really like catch Blaine's eye again. But I feel like it's sort of like really at the expense of Seth. Yeah, it's it's the troll Tiffany and she's going to make like sexual innuendo during the movie and try just trying to make Tiffany know that if I want your man, I can have him, you know, uh, and Blaine is not hiding that at all. Like he's breaking his neck to look back at the back row to find out what Stephanie is doing. Mm-hmm. It's very clear that 20 years later, he's still got the hots for her and there's nothing that's going to stop him. Um, from like making his move. And so, yeah, she does exploit Steph in the meantime. I mean, Seth in the meantime, but he's used to it. That's really how she treated Seth and Martha back in the day. They were her sidekicks and, or her accomplices to trying to be cool. Yeah. And they don't end up together at the end of the movie. Correct. Eh, like, it's ambiguous. Yeah. I think Seth it's ambiguous, can do better. That's it. I think so. I think Seth does not need to be with a woman with a 17 year old brain. Mm-hmm. you know like yeah like just she's still stuck in 2002 Seth you're a grown ass man I think you can move on and then maybe maybe just maybe you know one day she will have matured but she's not mature by the end of the film no no okay uh, but she's gonna end up going to the prom with Seth uh, she's getting close to uh, her goal of being uh, the prom queen and then Tiffany after she gets all set off at the movie theater She's like, that's it. Okay, Brie, you're going to be the prom queen. Yeah. So is this before act after they perform at the PTA meeting? Because that was incredible. Um, I think the cheerleading squad had to go on stage and perform at the PTA meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So they did the crazy by Britney Spears. And then they did the PTA meeting where it's basically like super sexual in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so her... Her star is rising. So like she's really yeah. becoming popular. Blaine at this point is no longer faking it. Like he's basically like telling her like, Hey, I'm down to cheat on my wife with you right now. She's like, no, we, we don't cheat. I'm very anti-cheating. And he's like, no, we cheated back then in 2002. Right. She's like, what? No, we didn't. You tell me you were broken up. And she's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Uh, broken up. Uh, and so all these things are happening at the same time, but she's really reclaiming her power here. And that's when Tiffany stands in, steps in and is like, okay, Brie, you're running. For a prom queen, you're going to get the petition off the ground. Everybody's going to vote for you. And I'm going to help campaign because I need to make Steph's life hard. And so that's what she does. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the posters are up all over the school of vote for Brie. And the problem is, you know, you can have a million Twitter followers, but basically, you know, it seems like that the uh, prom queen and prom king ballot, it's a paper ballot. No, in 2022. No mail-in <laughs> voting here. Yeah. This is just, uh, you have to basically go in person. You would think there would be a QR code or like a email, like a Google form or something you could do in 2022. Like they're yeah. literally doing paper ballots. Like they forgot that it was in 2002. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Easily the most archaic thing they do in this film. Yeah. And so, uh, so Brie doesn't have that big of an advantage. You know, uh, she certainly has popularity on her side. Um, there's also going to be competing parties, just like back in 2002, where uh, Tiffany is planning a big party at her house. Uh, she has got some uh, big stuff going on there. Uh, beats, headphones. Uh, Steve Aoki is going to DJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Brie party sounds like the place to be. There's a $50 cover charge. Um, and everybody's getting the notification except Stephanie. Stephanie's not cool enough, apparently, or at least she's just being left out because they're in competition. She didn't even know it, but now yeah. she does. And um, yeah, this is also when we find out that, you know, st- st- the reason why this is so important to Stephanie, it's when she's telling Seth that it's not just prom, because of course, we look back at prom as like this one thing that happened in high school, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. And she's so hell bent on being prom queen because she thinks it'll change her life. But it reminds her of the conversation she had with her mom, where her mom told her, whenever you're feeling down, just imagine what your perfect life can be and you can obtain that. And so her mom ended up passing away before she could get the perfect life. So she feels like it's up to her to prove her mom right. That if you vision it, and your dream is being Deanna Russo, who is the prom queen, then you can make that happen. And so she, she has like an admirable cause. You know, it's like she kind of wanted to make her mom proud in a way. Uh, but she also just kind of wants to honor her mom's memory with this thing that her mom told her. Now, all that to say, she still got to go to prom and win this. You know, this mm. is the first step. And so it just looks like it might be tough for her with Brie and her mom campaigning against her so heavily. Mm hmm. And so she is going to uh, try to pull out all the stops to try to uh, make it work to get uh, the votes to try to beat Brie. If she couldn't beat Tiffany, uh, she's going to have to beat Brie. Um, So uh, basically, she has this party that she's going to set up. She's having a free party. She's having like uh, the fun party. Uh, There's going to be the competing parties going on. It's prom night. And Seth goes, I thought this was also a really funny scene. Um, when Seth goes to pick up uh, um, Stephanie at the house and uh, the uh, dad is sitting there, Chris Parnell, um, and is asking Seth, an adult, uh, do you want a beer? Yeah. And Seth is like, yeah, I have a beer. And he's like, Oh really? You're going to drink and drive. And he's like, no, no. My daughter and get, and get drunk with my daughter. He's like, no, I'm getting the Uber. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, well, you think I really want my daughter hanging out with some drunk guy? And he's like, well, it was just one, you know what? Never mind. I don't, we don't have to get into that. And at some point, her dad asked him, well, did you bring condoms? <laughs> and he's like, no. And he's like, I don't think I have to tell you about the dangers of geriatric pregnancies. That's geriatric? <laughs> Is that what you well, call a 37-year-old thir- getting pregnant? They also told Stephanie that you're going to be going into menopause uh, soon, also at 37. 
her dad is trying to give her the talks mm-hmm. that she might have missed back in the day um and they're just not landing even this moment of like did you bring protection it's mm-hmm. like yeah a geriatric pregnancy is literally a term for a pregnant person 35 years or older but seth has made no romantic move at his daughter at all mm-hmm. you know like you know, so the the idea that you think just because they're going to prom, they about to he's about to take her bottom virginity, just like sir, calm down, calm down. <laughs> She's a cheerleader; she doesn't need to use the back door. Mm-hmm. You know, calm down. She's already popular, is what you're saying. She's already popular, and then you know, then then uh, even if she wasn't, I don't think that would lead to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. I, I believe I believe that's safe. the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they go to uh, the prom, and Tiffany is uh, the head of the PTA. She's working the prom, uh, but is also like uh, working the voting booth. She's this stuffing was the ballot. Some topical uh, material here in 2022, because that in in 2002 you didn't have to worry about uh, stopping the steal. No, but that's the thing. In 2022, well, wait, hold on. 2002, there might have been questions about a steal. That is true. Uh, that's true, but they didn't call it that then. <laughs> they should have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think here it's one of those things where yeah, this is art imitating life. You know, I think that they needed to upgrade their yeah. voting system here, and I think maybe in the real world we should be reforming the way we we vote as well, because people having to basically take off work to go vote on one day mm-hmm. at the same exact time might not be the best way to handle this thing. Maybe allowing this to be done digitally or from the safety of your own home so that you don't have to deal with these kind of things. But here in 2022, we have those issues. And so Tiffany is adding to those. She's dressed in a basically a prom dress mm-hmm. and she's manning the station to make sure that her daughter Bree wins it all. Yeah. Um, Bree, who again, does not seem to care that much about winning prom queen. Yeah, she doesn't seem to care. Um, they're going to announce the uh, results of the prom queen vote um, that by a unanimous vote, this kid Lance ends up being the prom king. Not a lot of drama. Bree's boyfriend is number one with a bullet. Um, oh, wait, we can't skip over this. So but- in the, before they announce the vote, we do have the interaction between uh Stephanie and Blaine at the prom. Oh, yeah. So, Blaine, we know why Tiffany's there. She's there to stuff the ballots, but her husband, Blaine, is there too. To and stuff at this the point, ballots. He's yeah. To stuff the ballots. Um, Blaine is there to stuff the ballots as well, or some would say. And Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany has no clue that he's basically making the moves on Stephanie. Uh, he's like, we're perfect together. Like, this is all we need. Like, I, I need you. I want you. I've been wanting you for 20 years, blah, blah, blah. And Seth, poor Seth, who thinks for once Stephanie actually cares about him because mm-hmm. they've been bonding. He walks in on this moment. And even though Stephanie wasn't all in on the rekindling, she definitely was not a part of this. Uh, it looked really bad. And Seth just can't be bothered. He feels like he's being, uh, what, high school tricked again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and that's that's how she treated him 20 years ago. And this is just bringing back memories of the same. So that happens before we get the unanimous vote for Bree's boyfriend, Lance winning uh the popularity cans uh contest in a landslide yeah and then so when it comes to prom queen we find out that despite there only being like 300 kids in the school that there were a thousand votes for brie loves 
Yeah. You know, you kind of went overboard with the stuff in other ballots. You know, mm-hmm. simple math lets you know that this is probably not above board. Martha, the principal, probably had a point in getting rid of this system because look at this. Look at what it's bringing out of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, but Bree, who, like I said, does not care about this at all. She has withdrawn herself from the race. She doesn't want to be the prom queen. And that leaves the runner up, Stephanie, as the new prom queen. Yeah. And so Stephanie comes up prom queen. And what do we get, Chappelle? More dancing. We get like this contemporary lyrical jazz number. It, they're mm-hmm. like heavily choreographed. Like not not like the t- the teen movies of the 90s where they're doing like the hand jive. Like this is very much like like a whole like mandy moore choreographed routine you know it's very weird um because her and lance just hop right to it you know and then they Mm -hmm. even get the crowd involved and so yeah this is their first dance as prom king and queen and i mean rob there's even a lift like it's incredible Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and so mom is furious tiffany's furious uh like uh you know brie how could you do this to me yeah like Bree, what are you what are you doing? The, we we had a plan, and she's like, "No, this was your plan. You're trying to live mm-hmm. through me. Like, why don't you just tell everybody at yeah. this party that you threw that you're charging fifty dollars for people to get into that you lost prom queen? Because that's really what just happened." Yeah, because mom's like, "Hey, we could have made a hundred grand tonight," and she's like, "Or or you could go live your life and let me live mine." Mm-hmm. And so the the goal here is to now go to Stephanie's after party, uh-huh. which will which we held at Martha's. Lake home. Yes, yes. Probably that she had the key from from two thousand two. Uh, I don't know. I think I would have still gone to the party that you got the Beats by Dre headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was going to be DJed by Steve Aoki. What if was uh Tiffany supposed to tell Steve Aoki? Tell her you lost. I mean, that's really what she mm-hmm. came down on. But fifty dollars as the the cover charge would have would have thrown me off. But not for some beats. Like you tell me fifty dollars for some beats by Dre. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm like. Yeah. I might go there first and then and dip out, you know? Right. And then uh, Steve Aoki, I'm like, uh, is this a real person or not? But then on my yes. Twitter timeline, then I, I, I saw oh. that TMZ uh, had, a, had a story today. WWE superstar Sasha Banks partied with Steve Aoki at a concert after being suspended for walking out of Monday Night Raw. Listen. Worlds are colliding. Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks deserves. Rob, we mm-hmm. should talk about wrestling one day. Want to do that? Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that soon. We've got yeah. a WrestleMania or something coming up. What's coming up? Hell in the but, Cell? Uh, Hell in the Cell is coming up. Rob, let's talk about it. Let's hit up Mario and Matt and see what we can do. Okay. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah. Chappelle, whatever, anytime you want a podcast. Hey, I'm down. I need a tag team partner. My last tag team partner is too busy on Watch What Happens Live with Andy mm-hmm. Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What was the backstory on that? Jacob Jones is Jacob Jones. He's a star and mm-hmm. he gets to go do whatever he wants to do. And you never Andy know Cohen, what show you're watching and Jacob Jones is going to pop up. I mean, for the listeners of nothing but Netflix, it was only a few months ago where we were watching 20 somethings Austin. And then, you know, without any warning, Jacob Jones just pops up on the screen and he mm-hmm. didn't even tell us. So I'm not shocked by that, <laughs> but yeah, he's fired as my tag team partner. Um, and so I'm looking for somebody else who can help me on the rest of wrap up, Rob. I think it could be me and you. Okay. All right. Uh, we can talk about uh, when uh, Sasha hung out with Steve Aoki. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. So um, this is like, okay, well, this is the end of the movie now, but there's still like a lot more that's going on. Um, we see that um, Stephanie is going to throw this huge uh, rager at the lake house. 
But Tiffany is going to call the police. Yeah, she reports it for underage drinking. She's saying it's being hosted by an adult. Oh, my God. And Mm so, you know, it's a crazy party. I mean, they found a stray tooth at one point. So there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But Martha, the police, everybody pulls up to the house and they're disgusted that this happened. Like this 37-year-old woman has all these 12th graders just running around, like running amok. Someone else is home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's really bad because Martha and Seth are like, we are your real friends. We vouch for so, you. We're so hell bent on making you po- like on being your friend, and you just want to be popular. Like, what are you doing? And Stephanie does, I think, make a valid plea. She's just like, give me a chance. I, to me, I am seventeen, so I have mistakes to be made. Like, still, I I need wiggle room to grow up and to mature. But they're like, but you've never given us you know, as your friends, like any type of grace, you know, like we've always been your sidekicks. Um, and at first she doesn't believe them. You know, she's kind of like, no, I, I had a bunch of birthday cards. Like I was popular. I had a lot of friends, but it comes to find out that in the 20 years that she was in a coma, the only people who ever came to visit her aside from her family were Seth and Martha. So she gets in, she's in for a rude awakening here and it's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they kind of like, a. Uh leave her they're like that's it we can't we can't with you anymore yeah martha throws up you know they used to call her bartha back in the day and i think it's because when she gets overstimulated she throws up but once she vomited yeah they they had to get her out of there um elsewhere tiffany gets to confront her mom i mean her daughter because she's like how dare you support stephanie's party what is that about Mm -hmm. but brie brie is more upset that mom you called the cops on me essentially are you even interested to know if i got arrested uh, at the party that you called the police on she doesn't care yeah she doesn't care she just wants to have the perfect life she saw that stephanie wanted this cookie cutter life you know suburban life the deanna russo life and tiffany wants it but even at this point Bree's fed up, but Blaine is fed up too. Blaine and Steve Aoki are equally saying, no, this marriage is trash and we both want out of it. Yeah. And yeah, Blaine says, uh, where, um, Tiffany's talking about like, uh, like, uh, we have the perfect life. We're not miserable. And, uh, Blaine is like, yeah, we are. That's it. Yeah. He's done. He's like, I'm, I'm good here. Bree even unfollows her mom on social media. And this is the nail in the coffin. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. She says yeah. that, you know, really um, uh, influential people don't follow more than a hundred people on, did she say the app? No, she just said in general, on in social general. media. Yeah. You don't follow a hundred people. And I honestly, how many people do you follow? I follow a lot of people. Brian Scally tells me my ratio is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's the king of like social media. So if he says it, like I follow 890 people on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, exactly. I follow, I I follow, uh, so many people. Yeah. You follow way more people than I do. I follow Um, thousands of people. Right. And you're pretty cool. So I don't think Bree's mom knows what she's talking about. Yeah. My ratio is God awful. I follow 5,540 people, Chappelle. Wait, hold on. But you're followed by 92,000, Rob. I don't think your ratio is bad. I, don't know, I didn't do the math on it. But You think I'm about to do the math? No. I'm not. <laughs> but that, that being said, yeah, I feel like, look, if somebody is uh, enjoying the podcast and, 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 and talking to me on Twitter, uh, I'll follow them. And if yeah. they're being an a-hole, then they unfollow. Right. 
I, and I don't, I don't follow a ton of people because when I, well, more than a thousand at this point, because like at this point, it's really hard for me to keep up with my own time. Like y'all think I tweet a lot now. Yeah. Like imagine if I followed, you know, 3000 people, do I would never you gotta stop. Do, you gotta do lists. Yeah. But once I see it, I gotta, I gotta respond to it. That's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I don't follow you, it's nothing personal. It's just that I'm trying to make sure that I can get my work done. So I don't mm-hmm. get fired. Yeah. You can yeah. do the list and then you can do the home. Yeah, we'll, we we can work it out. We'll mm-hmm. sit down, me, you, and Scally. We'll sit down and devise a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one to question Scally, but um, just, are, are you crazy? I would never. Yeah, yeah. can't be that exclusive. <laughs> no. I mean, again, Scally is a different. He's made from like you know, cut from a different cloth, yeah, a different he's breed, built different. Yeah, okay. he is. Honestly, I aspire. Okay, so remember Deanna Russo. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Alicia Silverstone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here she is. Uh, she's back. Uh, Chappelle, were you pumped up to see star of Clueless, Alicia Silverstone back? I was very happy to see Alicia Silverstone because I remember, like, I am a child of the 90s. So I remember Alicia Silverstone, you know, very vividly in a lot of her roles, including Clueless. Um, but, like, she was in so much. Like, you know, we talked about being raised by TV and stuff. But, I mean... Like her filmography is like the soundtrack to my life in a in a lot of mm. ways. Um, Not just you know, those Aerosmith videos. Yeah, I must say she was in like Aerosmith videos. I don't know if you remember, but I went to that Aerosmith concert like a couple years ago too. No, um, I don't remember. It was the it was a concert in Vegas. I think I, it was in twenty. Oh, it was twenty nineteen. I hadn't talked to you yet. Okay, so um, tell me about yeah. this. You went to Vegas for an Aerosmith concert? Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, somebody needs to be the diversity and the youth. Yes, um, yes. And I, I was all of that. Yeah, me and my plus one, we were out there kicking it. We had a good time. We met yes. some nice people. But why? Why an Aerosmith concert in uh, Las Vegas? Oh, uh, because when Aerosmith goes on concert, yeah. No, you know, you only see her because they play the crime video. Yeah, you know, and so you only see her up on in the clip. But um, bungee jumping. No. It's she's, just one of those things where it's like um she's raising hell. She's know, getting that all body parts here. She's like fighting with a guy. It's a good video. I really like they steel stuff uh, also. Yeah. Yeah. Can, but I, can, you I, tell you one, can I tell you one of my guilty pleasures? Go that, for it. Uh, Stealing? The, no. Well, oh. I mean, besides that. Okay. Let's um, get into it. So the the first lady podcasting and I, um, you know, when we have nothing to watch. Like, I like, what do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? I don't want to start a show. Dirty. I don't want to start a show. Uh, we no, we just like uh, I record just like um, I don't know if it's VH1 or if it's like MTV Classic, and they just play like a, like we just watch like a bunch of old music videos. I never knew this about you. Yeah, yeah, you like then, a then, Yeah, and then and then we um like talk about them like Beavis and Butthead. Oh, like your own version of pop up video. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I I like that. I like that. What's your favorite old video? Uh, well, I just I mentioned the the crying one because we talked we we uh, talked about it. Yeah, I I like that video mm-hmm. again. I was like I said, I want to talk Aerosmith because you don't know like with Steven Tyler, you know the yeah. the amount of weight his voice is pulling. You know, you just got to believe that one day he's not going to be able to think, do the things vocally that mm-hmm. he once did. Yeah. So when you hear Earl Smith is going to be in concert, you kind of have to jump at it because mm-hmm. you don't know when it's going to be the last time he's out there hitting those notes, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 I really, yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. You have to start sending me your playlist. Okay. I'll send you the best episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Um. So yeah, Deanna Russo drives an Uber now. 
Yeah. Was this it is a Far Uber Cry or Lyft? From, I don't think they did they name drop it. I think it was no. Uber. But yeah. yeah, I think it's this is a far, a big stretch, big old jump from the perfect life that uh Stephanie has always dreamed that Deanna Russo had. Turns out her husband left her for a 21-year-old and with a couple more abs than she had. And here she is wishing that she hadn't peaked in high school. She was prom queen and she thought, let me go get married to this guy and live a happy suburban life. But she never actually did anything career-wise. Yeah. Uh, she didn't go to college. And so now she's in community college. She's working two jobs, but she's really trying to regain her power and to step into her own as a as a adult with a career, making her own money. And she's just a little late. You know, she's kind of got the same trajectory as uh, Stephanie here, you know, except Stephanie's been in a coma for 20 years. Yeah. Is this the lesson of the movie that um, you want to pace yourself? You don't want to peak too soon. A hundred percent. High school does not define you, you know? And so, yeah. And, and also, the grass ain't always greener. You know, like she really had this image of, man, Deanna Russo is doing so well. She's exactly what I want to be. But you don't know this woman. You mm-hmm. just know her big shiny house and her husband, her Dilf. And so, um, yeah, it turns out she's got more layers to that, too. Um, but she tells Stephanie that she needs to learn how to embrace her future instead of holding on to the past. And I think that is the ultimate lesson of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then ultimately, um, you know, we get that uh, nice, nice lesson there. Um, but kind of a, you know, then where do we go from there? We go to the dance dancing again, right? I mean, pretty much. I mean, so, so what happens is Stephanie decides to let go of those old things. She yeah. starts stop. You know, she does her final reminiscing about high school and what it used to be. She talks to, talks to her dad about graduation because surprise, surprise is actually a story about someone who went back to high school. You know, like to graduate. So. Yeah, you have to start talking about what it looks like to actually complete this goal of hers. Um, And initially she's saying, I don't really care that my dad is proud of me. Like, I really wanted to have friends and be popular. And I wanted my my actual friends, Seth and Martha, to be there for me. But her dad tells her, stop saying that that we don't count because we already love you as a person. We definitely count. We're the only people that really count because Mm -hmm. these other people don't love you. They don't know you like, like we love you. And so I think those kind of lessons, these little gems and nuggets of wisdom are like really starting to seep in. So she ends up doing a blog to apologize on what looks like Instagram live, maybe Mm -hmm. um, for abandoning her friends and like basically begging for their uh, forgiveness. Tell them don't tell Instagram. Well, then she figured they was watching. She popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, they can see it. Like if I, if I want to tell my family something, I don't make a podcast. The yeah, last, yeah, well, like maybe Dominic's listening. The only Dominic. Daddy listening. loves you, Dominic. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chappelle loves you too. Yeah. <laughs> we love you for listening. Right. Thank you for all nothing but Netflix listeners. We love right. all y'all. You <laughs> can start just start like a FaceTime group chat. But I mean, she doesn't much. You know, in fairness, she doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, she doesn't know all the ins and outs. Yeah. She doesn't. She and her dad's helping her record this, but she really wants to go public mm-hmm. with this newfound fame and just owning her, owning her uh, mistakes. You know, she could have did a notes app apology. Yeah, you know, that's know really that. like, yeah, I think that was more like a twenty twenty thing. I haven't seen a notes app apology in a minute. Not in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, what? We go back to the school and have another huge uh, like uh, eight minute dance number. Uh, yeah, 
So the school has changed for the better, though. Like she's mm-hmm. left her mark. So the people, Brie is now no longer too popular to talk to all the people. She's making friends with her friends. The cheerleaders are now popular, but like not in like a cheerleader way. They're just like, like the school is being as inclusive as they were pretending to be before. They actually seem to have that camaraderie and that vibe about them now that they've all gathered around Stephanie's energy um, of just like being positive mm-hmm. and trying to draw the kids all in as opposed to like trying to establish a separation between the, t- the people at the top and the people at the bottom of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this is um, leading up to what is eventually um, the dance number because they find a copy of Stephanie's dance grooves tape, you mm-hmm. know, that she put in the archives of the school. Um, and so all she really wants is for her, you know, for her friends to forgive her. But another person who's looking for forgiveness is Tiffany. Tiffany says that Brie won't follow her on Twitter or on social media if she doesn't apologize and make amends with Stephanie first. So she does apologize for treating her like trash and potentially putting her in a coma, depending on how you want to look at that mm-hmm. accident. Yeah. Um, but Stephanie tells her, you shouldn't even be trying to make up with me. You need to be making up with your daughter. And so, um, like, you know, go be there for your daughter. Stop trying to live through her and just support her and, and the things that she cares about. So there's a lot of amends being made throughout um, that ultimately lead us to graduation um, where we get the final dance number, which is just a replica of the original dance they did 20 years ago when she got uh, put in a coma. Okay. And she finally pulled it off with full Kelly Clarkson, a moment like yeah. this. Yeah. Basket toss, double backflip, landed perfectly for somebody who has not seemingly seen a gym mm-hmm. in 20 years. Like she, she killed it. Nailed, um, it. Nailed it. I was shocked. But Steph's dance groups clearly got them all together because everybody knew the routine. Like uh, the principal was in on mm-hmm. it. Librarian was there. Um, yeah. And it kind of ends in a very high school musical way. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, talking it through. Yeah. Uh, you know, could have been tightened up. But overall, like, uh, yeah, what do you want? The Netflix movie. You, you, you've heard some of the bad ones we talked about. Yeah, this wasn't horrible. This was like, it was fun. I pitched too long. Like the podcast is creeping up on the runtime of that, which is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I had a good time talking about it with you, Rob. Great time, and and I think Rebel Wilson might have found her niche. You know, like uh, I don't like she took a break. It seems like between her last couple projects, but I think she really proved that she could lead a film like this. This like uh, yeah. kind of reminds me of like uh like Anna Ferris back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like the House Bunny and stuff like that. Like those type of films, very uh, mm-hmm. you know, just like a uh, comedy driven, but with like a little yeah. hint of sentimental value. Some really funny jokes along the way, also. Yeah, really funny. Oh, where is Anna yeah. Ferris? I need to check on Anna Ferris. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. the tweeter. Yeah, you know, what right. you up to? Chappelle. <laughs> What's you up? know, every every week, you know, so it's some and sometimes more than others. It can be a challenge to figure out uh, what are we going to look at next time on Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, we ask the listeners. We sometimes we do polls. Sometimes you and I just go off of vibes. We look for suggestions. But Netflix has really been making our job tough lately. You know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, sometimes they give you something where you know it's going to be good, and then sometimes they sneak Shrek into the top ten, and you like that's no, there's no way this is a but top Shrek 10 is gone. Right they lost Shrek. They lost it. Yeah. Like, is it gone forever? It's just yeah, Netflix it's is gone. Not it's on. It's on uh, Peacock. Wow. Look. They couldn't even keep Shrek, Netflix. If you can't keep Shrek, I just don't know how they're going to keep us. 
they have like some Shrek, like, mm, like, um, like direct to DVD Shreks, uh, but they don't have the good Shreks anymore. No, the only Shrek they have that I know of is in the Pentaveret. Yes, they have Shrek in the Pentaveret. That's it. Yeah, we okay. got Shrek at home. But mm-hmm. let me just talk about uh, what's what's coming up in uh, the next little bit here on Netflix as we're you know uh, looking for new Netflix stuff to talk about. Um, this upcoming week uh, that's that's happening, um, we have uh, My Little Pony. Mm, Make your okay. mark. That might, is that interactive? I'm not sure. Uh, are you mm. a brony, Chappelle? I've been called a brony before. Yes. Yeah, I, I can admit that. Uh, if you go listen to our uh, sexy beast coverage, uh, we kind of covered my um, mm-hmm. um, brony stint on there. So check that out. Okay. Uh, go where? Just search Ginny Autumn wherever you are. <laughs> In the top ten, um, mm-hmm. we have uh, just looking at what's interesting. Um, Boss Baby back in the crib. Boss Baby back in the crib. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that sounds dope. Is that a movie? I think it's a season of television. Ah, Boss okay. Baby back in the crib. Uh, boy, ten more episodes of Boss Baby. That's exactly what we needed, right? Yes. Um, I do not think I, Alec Baldwin is back as the voice of the Boss Baby. Yeah, I think he might be taking a break. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um. I saw that. Um, what's that one thing? I, I believe I that uh, Nicole Byer mm-hmm. is voicing uh, one of the uh, boss babies. Well, listen, you might not know this, but this is a pro Nicole Byer podcast. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about her much, but we very much support well, everything. Uh, that she and that's does, a right? miracle that we haven't talked about Nicole Byer on Nicole Netflix Byer. shows. She's on uh, half of them, right? Yeah, I mean, people have suggested. Is it nailed it? People have talked about mm-hmm. it. Um, people also have suggested bullshit the game show. Yep. Um, Again, I don't know how podcasting about a game show would go, but mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah, it, it exists. All right. Well, this is sort of game show adjacent. Certainly, like uh, enough. Like uh, you know, if we talked about, uh, is it cake? Could we potentially uh, talk about the next time we get together? The floor is lava, which is coming back June third. The floor is magma. You magma. Know, um, yeah, magma. Um, yeah. Wait, wait. Did you say June third? That next week? June third. Mm. It's it's the end of next week. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The floor is lava. I've heard people suggesting it. Um, you know, I love giving the listeners what they want, and mm-hmm. so if they want to do the floor. They want us to do the floor is lava. I'm down. I have no clue. I've never seen the show. I just assume it is one of those wipeout esque yeah. shows. You yeah, know, you, just being- you, you, so you have seen it. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I just assumed it was one of those. Yeah. Um so um yeah. that's that's an interesting one to talk about. Uh I am going to be traveling this weekend uh coming up. So it might be into next week when we get back together for another nothing but Netflix. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't I don't think that's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. I really think that uh I think we'll be okay with that one. If we want to do floor as, as lava, do we need a guest? Um, if there is somebody who's a faithful, uh, nothing but Netflix listener who is a lava, uh, what, what do we want to call them? A lava lover, a lava head, a lava lover, mm-hmm. is lava lover, derogatory, like land lover, lava lover. I actually, they're uh, a lava hater. Like uh, they, 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 they don't jump in the lava. Mm-hmm. They hate it so much. Mr. Lava lover. Okay. <laughs> 
No, I think uh I think uh I talked to a doctor about this one time. Yeah. I think I think Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz has told me that her children really like this show. Okay. Yeah, not to put her on the spot. But if you're listening to this, mm-hmm. reach out. Okay. Maybe, maybe we can talk about lava. All right, we'll see. Uh and you know, no matter what, it's always gonna be hot, right? <laughs> Uh, sure, sure, yeah. Rob. <laughs> Some circle people are all going to be on uh, the floor is lava. Yeah, I, who's on the circle that we the Spice Girls? Um, <laughs> that, that I, I yeah, a couple of them I think were on. Uh, are they on the floor is lava? I don't know. So there's some people from the circle, but not the Spice Girls. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you know I don't watch the circle. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know if you're missing much. Okay. Hell, <laughs> this is the first one I didn't watch. The first circle you didn't watch? This is the first one I didn't watch, yeah. Oh, God bless you. I, I didn't tapped fin- out a long time ago. I didn't finish the last one, and then uh, nobody's been telling me I have to watch this one. People have actively told me I don't need to watch this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I heard it was fun. I heard it was fun. People mm-hmm. keep saying, though, the Circle UK is where it's at. This The Circle US just hasn't captured the magic like it should have. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Chappelle, what other, mm-hmm. where can people capture more of your magic? Oh, so Mari and I just wrapped up the coverage of Atlanta season three on post show recaps. So mm-hmm. if you are not listening to that, what are you doing? Go, ca- go catch up on the podcast. We cover every episode in great detail. We talked about a lot of stuff and that was a fun ride. I was so happy to be involved in that project, but it's about over. And so you can still go catch up with all of that um, by checking out Atlanta, a post show recaps or subscribing to post show recaps, wherever you get your podcast. Also on post show recaps, we're still talking about the walking dead. Fear the walking dead is still a thing with myself, AJ mass, Jessica Lee and Josh Wiggler. And so check that out because when the show gets bad, we have a really fun time talking about it. It's something about talking about bad TV that just really gets our blood flowing. You know, we like to complain over there and we do a good job of doing it. If I say so myself, so check that out. Uh, and then, um, no, is that it? I think, I oh think God. that's it. Yeah. I think my plugs are running dry, Rob. I don't yeah. think I have any, anything on the top of my hair coming up. I mean, don't get me wrong. In the, in the near future, I have a few projects coming up. Bryce and I are in negotiations right now to cover P Valley on the purple pants podcast. Um, and so that might not be out by the time the next episode of nothing but Netflix drops, but. If it isn't, you know, it's coming. So catch me on that uh, as well. And just follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Follow at nothing but RHAP on Twitter as well so that you can find out what we're talking about in the upcoming weeks and also so you can give us suggestions. Uh, But Rob, that's the best way to keep up with what I'm going through. All right. Great job. Once again, Chappelle, of course, uh, Shrek is not on. Yeah, we're going to we're talking about wrestling uh, next week. Are we? I mean, I, we threw it out there. But oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we solidify this week, next week, whenever. I mean, whenever uh, you know, Matt and Mari. They, they, I mean, Mari, you, you've podcast with Mari. You know, she's got the schedule like uh, weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. You podcast with Mari too. I saw that y'all did Survivor Academy. I, people should really go check that out and the wrestling wrap up. You know, that's yeah. that's dope. Big weekend for uh, Mari between. Uh, I mean, we'll do her plugs too. Uh, she talked to me about Survivor Academy uh, this week. Had a, a great episode uh, with Matt breaking down the uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca situation, and then uh, it's going to be time for uh, the kickoff to season two of Crime Scene. Uh, with uh, Sarah Carradine uh, talking about a 
another big uh, Netflix show that people are uh, talking about right now. It's Our Father. They had Jason Reed on uh, that one. I haven't heard the podcast yet, but I keep hearing about how uh, it was, uh, uh, even though it's not a hilarious show, a great podcast coming up if you're interested in more Netflix. No, Jason Reed is incredible. So, I mean, if he's on there with Mari and Sarah, I know it's a good time. So, yeah, we can check out all Jason of that. Jason Reed's having a moment. He really is. He's really cooking. You know, he's he's got a bunch of podcasts. That guy, that guy's important. I, I'm glad I know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rob, tell the listeners, we need a tag team name. So have them tweet oh. us uh, at nothing for RHAP. What is going to be the name of our tag team when we go on the wrestling wrap up? I think that'd be interesting. Okay. All right. Um, That'll be fun to come up with. And uh, Shrek, not on Netflix anymore, but you can hear us talking about uh, Shrek with the great Shut Up Tim over on Rob Nakiva. Need a podcast. And of course, uh, lots of Survivor coverage coming your way here uh, this week for the finale of Survivor 42. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.